0: listen to haven't seen it and leave them five-star reviews do you have a problem with that no sensei Cry kid coming up next
1: haven't seen it with tim Sestito and tommy tevenay hello everybody welcome on in thank you all so much for listening today this is a podcast where one of us is watching a movie for the very first time and today that person is myself Tommy you've seen this right
0: yeah I've watched it with our guest before years ago so uh
1: our guest that's right we have a
0: guest on the podcast this week
1: I see him like shaking in anticipation as as I'm stalling (laughs) as I'm stalling out uh before I introduce him into the show he is a Karate Kid Sensei. Uh, he has no. unlimited knowledge towards this movie. He's also the creator of Movie Roulette. Connor Dowling, welcome to the show.
2: Ah, thank you, gentlemen. That's nice of you to say. I think it was a group effort that evolved the great movie roulette. <laughs> There's a work in progress. We all you, participate. You, in.
1: you introduced the concept, though, and yeah. then it, we kind of helped with the evolution of it. But you're exactly. we ran out the ball. <laughs> yeah,
2: it was it was wonderful to see it. Uh, I literally do it with my family now when we pick movies on Friday night. It's <laughs> it's all part of the process. <laughs> Happy to be here, fellas. Good to see you as always.
0: Yeah, glad to have our super fan on the pod. Uh, Dallin oh. has listened to, oh, I think, every episode. And he always texts me. Just yeah. like note saying like oh my god like you, Timmy was wrong with this about the Batman take forever. <laughs> hey,
2: you know, you did a lot of bad stuff too, Tommy.
0: <laughs> it it, it balances out. It balances out a little bit. Totally.
1: Balance. That's kind of that's a that's a theme, huh? In this oh, movie, man. right? Oh.
0: They tie it back in all in the karate kid. <laughs> Very
1: nice.
2: No, it's true. It's all about balance, fellas. <laughs>
1: I did want to bring up one thing because I watched a movie this weekend that was not The Karate Kid. I did watch The Truman Show, and I realized we're never going to have that on the podcast, and I just wanted to touch, because it's like the first time I've watched (laughs) it since college. I just wanted to touch on it. Yeah. That's a masterpiece of a movie. It is incredible. Like, I could watch that movie five times in a row and not get bored of it. It's incredible.
0: It's an outstanding movie. It's amazing. It's all time.
2: It's really where you see Jim Carrey show everyone that, like, Yes, he's absolutely hysterical, but, like, he can pretty much do anything he
1: wants to, you know? He's He wasn't even nominated for Best Actor, which is just insane.
2: That's a tragedy. I'm shocked by that. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he's, he's incredible. I remember watching him back in the day on In Living Color when he was still James Carey and he used to do like fire marshal bill and vera de milo and i was like this dude makes the funniest faces i've ever seen in my life like i can just look at him making faces for like 20 minutes just like you can listen to ice T describing the cop shows yeah timmy listening (laughs) to cheech marin doing the the pussy rundown from dust till dawn <laughs> yeah. i could do that with like jim carrey faces
0: <laughs> immediately well we're not audio we're only an audio podcast so you won't be seeing any jim carrey faces but oh, uh no, tell you, no, what no. Would you what would you love about truman show on this watch i, I just
1: <laughs> i loved like the endless thought possibilities and like i'm usually like anti-sequels but it would be like if they just made the truman show too and it's 30 years later after the truman show and we see where truman is like i think you that's an incredible thought experiment like where he was the biggest figure in the world right and then 30 years later with the boom of all this social media all this technology all these different things like what happened to this guy in between like what is he doing because he doesn't have any life he doesn't have any real life skills like the problem of that simulated life is that he thinks he's good at things that he's not going to be good at
0: I, I feel like there's a point in the movie if there ever did a sequel, it would just be him trying to get back into the Truman Show. We're just like, come on, that was a popular show thirty years ago. Come on, you gotta bring me back. People want the Truman.
1: <laughs> I also had an idea for a spin-off, alternate version of the Truman Show, where it's it's the Truman Show, but it's the first fifteen minutes of the Truman Show, right? And then at the mm-hmm. fifteen minute mark, an extra kills him. <sighs> with a car <laughs> and then the rest of the movie is just the fallout the, the legal
0: fallout it's, the it's fallout. weekend at
1: Bernie's with Truman Show <laughs> no, it's, no it's the legal proceedings because this guy gets killed live on air by an extra <laughs> everyone loses. sees it and uh, the, it's like a man chase like you Matt, you put the Truman Show and the Fugitive together that's
0: that's that's this I mean, movie there's almost like a, a version of the Truman Show we can see where he walks off the set in the end spoiler alert but um, when he walks off the set in the end you can almost see him almost immediately getting like hit by a car or something like that oh. within 10 minutes in the real world you give just it like the, the clerk's
2: it, ending he walks yeah. out and gets shot
0: <laughs> exactly exactly oh
2: <laughs> but you know what would be interesting i immediately thought when you're like the 30 years later imagine mm. if he just went dark for like 30 years yeah and then off the like just yeah and then just came back but like lived normally mm. like what he thought yeah either way but, sorry no, enough no, about no. Sherman <laughs>
1: Enough about Truman. We have another movie to cover today, and that is the Karate Kid.
2: The odds are on their
0: side. Experience is on their side. But now he's got someone on his side
2: fighting always last answer. Someone who knows what it takes and is willing to share it. You're the best friend I ever had. You
0: pretty okay to the Karate Kid. Now playing at a theater near you.
1: It's the movie that allowed Ralph Macchio to make as many cameos in the 2000s as humanly possible. It's the movie that had adults rushing to figure out how old Elizabeth Shue actually is so they could figure (laughs) out how to feel about
0: it. It's the Karate Kid!
1: Construction workers rejoice. Your day-to-day work will allow you to win an under-18 karate contest. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, god so i i guess to start off with the karate kid uh one thing m- the first note i wrote um when watching this earlier was ralph macchio looks like like a 12 year old compared to oh else that was i movie. had the
1: same i watched this with Dowling because he obviously was like we're what we're doing we're the watching podcast. <laughs> this is happening yeah. <laughs> we're doing the podcast we're watching it. We're, wa- we're watching it. i'm watching it with you and i had there were several times during our viewing where i had to to dalling where he just starts like singing along and i'm like dalling yeah. I, I, I lost oh, control a few times. Talk, I got excited.
2: The super <laughs> fan
1: came out. Oh uh, dude. So very clearly, this is one of your favorite movies. I think your enthusiasm has already broken through. Tell us about the first time, like you saw this, because you—if um, you, you remember—if you remember. Oh yeah. my god! Are you kidding me? It, it
2: was a big deal. It was—it was a remarkable no, moment in my life. It really, really, really was, and I'm not even mine. Like I was probably this came out what 84? 84, or?
1: 84 84,
2: yeah. okay I saw this when I was like 6 years old So this was like eighty-nine, ninety, Like right on the cusp Or maybe even before 88, 89 I saw this and I never saw Kung Fu, Karate I've never seen anything Like this before <laughs> I haven't yeah. I'm a little kid, there's no internet And I see this and I was like, oh, my God, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. It was up there with Star Wars that had the cool lightsabers and stuff. But it was like, yo, I bet I can do this. My brother and I fought because (laughs) of this
0: movie. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm sure your parents love that. (laughs) Oh, no,
2: it was it was a big hit. It was a big hit. (laughs) And I saw it when I was a kid. It really had an impression on me. And it really was the first kind of like high school "Quote unquote" movie I've seen, where there were like mean kids and like being cool. No, it's weird to explain. Like I saw it when I was so little, and I was like, like it was very. People formative. can be
0: dicks. Like, oh my yeah,
2: god. Yeah, no, dude. I didn't know before. You know, I was watching the Muppets with you, freaking yahoos. But this was like a while ago. Right. You're
1: getting, you're get, you're getting ahead of yourself there, mentioning. Oh the no, 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 no! I the Muppets. A lot to say.
2: <laughs> But yeah, yeah. so um, no, I remember seeing it and it just it, it was wonderful. The music, the movies, everything about it.
0: it. I mean, it is great. I mean, especially with the bullies. Uh, you know, this is the second week in a row we covered a movie with rough bullies right here. And oh, you have yeah. to wonder, like Johnny in this movie, I honestly thought his character's name was Zapka. I didn't realize that was the actor's name <laughs> this whole time. <laughs> I just nice. assumed that it was just like, it was. Uh, oh, Zapka, the, he's the bad guy in uh, Karate Kid. That's his name. But there's a certain point when, you know, when Mr. Miyagi steps in and, um, you know, fights off the bullies. And I was wondering right down that scene, like, what would have happened if Miyagi, like, didn't step in? Would uh, would have the karate kid, Raf Machio himself, just gotten, like, fucking just the shit beat out of him and probably like, killed right uh, there?
1: <laughs> I think he would have died. It would have been yeah. a medical drama at that point.
2: Yeah. 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 Like, exactly. where the sign broke, that was right at his neck. He would have killed him. Like, yeah. Johnny's a young high school kid who doesn't know how to make good decisions because he's mm. still 18 mm. and fully aggressive. He just, he's just been humiliated in front of the school yeah. tripped in front of the whole thing, water poured on him. He's like this little best. It's going to pay. Yeah. And he went over the line. Totally.
0: Yeah. And you have that moment where the characters are even just like, come on, Johnny, you don't need to go that far. Yeah. I mean, so, uh, I mean, I think Zapier was a great villain right here. I mean, he plays like the perfectly like, little eighties, teen douchebag right here where it's just like uh, okay you love to hate him it, it got to the point where apparently william zapka for years later like he would be at like a bar or something <laughs> that and someone try and pick a fight with him just to be like hey fuck you johnny like uh <laughs> yeah the, the
2: the prince joffrey of his day you know <laughs> like, yeah, exactly everyone just hates him
0: <laughs> you just love to hate him
1: <laughs> and I, I think it's this is probably ralph macchio's best performance it's easily the most defining performance of his career
2: mm-hmm without a doubt he's still yeah. doing
1: cobra kai cobra kai season five just came out timing this just oh, right
2: i just finished it it's so good
1: <laughs> yeah
0: I, I i still need to check it out i mean you showed me like an episode or two darling, but um i don't have like the history of Karate kid that you do so <laughs>
2: well the good thing about this series is it's made me appreciate karate kid three more
1: okay. That's interesting
0: That's so, interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm curious if the sequels even work out because, I mean, like, there's some part of the sequels where I imagine, what's his name, uh, the head of Cobra Kai, um, Kreese? John Kreese, just, yeah. Yeah, I just imagine his character just becomes like an alcoholic or whatever and just like you know, deadbeat or whatever, just like being the kids and just like we're talking about his glory days when he used to run the dojo. <laughs> totally. and <laughs> How, I, how accurate start, am I? On,
2: you yeah. see it start at Karate Kid 2 where he puts John Lawrence in a headlock and almost murders him in the parking lot and Miyagi saves him it starts huh. the whole setup all the way carried through nostalgia bomb style up to the series it's in, it's incredible
1: <laughs> also just one last note on Kara on cobra kai they paid a lot of money to jeopardy to be a category today and roth nice. macchio read the uh read the questions <gasps> and the the thousand dollar question was what is mr uh, the it was what is who is mr miyagi is what's the answer <laughs> so very yes. difficult, very difficult category for yeah, sure. Right. <laughs> Who You're, is the uh, sensei the in uh, education Karate Kid? <laughs>
0: system's going downhill.
1: <laughs> says the teacher.
0: Yeah, says the teacher. Of the I'm joking. All right. So <laughs> to, to speed
1: to speed this along here, I thought Ralph Macchio had, had a really great performance here. And I pulled a mm. clip where he, um, this is the scene after he gets pushed down the hill on his bike by uh, the Cobra Kai kids. Uh he really delivers, like, a lot of emotion and a lot of an emotional punch um, in this scene.
0: Step bike. I hate this bike. I hate this friggin' bike.
1: This stupid bike. Damn, I hate it. Daniel! What's boy? the matter? Nothing. Why did you throw your bike away? Because I felt like Please it, Ma. look at me when I'm talking to you. Oh, my God. Mom. Oh, oh, my God. Would you tell me what's going on here, and don't tell me about another bike accident? What do you want to hear, Ma?
0: I want to hear the
1: truth. No, you don't want to hear the truth. All you want to hear is how great it is out here. Well, maybe may be great for you, but it sucks for me. I hate this place. I hate it. I just want to
2: go home. Why can we just go back home?
0: Oh God, listen to me. What? I
2: cannot help you unless you tell me what's wrong. I got to take karate. That's it. You took karate. No, not, not, not at the y, At A good school. Hiding doesn't solve anything.
1: Oh, well, neither does palm trees, Ma. That's not fair. Yeah, well, like, it was fair coming out here without asking me how I felt about it, right? That was really fair. You're right.
0: I should have asked.
2: Yeah, well, I just want to go home. That's it. I don't understand the rules. here. Yeah, yeah, I want to go home. Let's
0: up, and let's see if we can
1: figure out the rules together, OK? What about your bike? Safe safer taking a bus. Why can't we just go home? Why can't we
0: just go home and forget this place? So, uh, Timmy, as your first watch of this movie, um, what was your first initial thoughts on Machio? Do you think he lived up to the Karate Kid role?
1: <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I thought he had a really like good performance. Like I, it makes sense that he's 21, like so he'll have like some acting chops, even though he looks like he's a uh he's like 11 he literally looks so young in this movie it's it's insane that they found a 21 year old kid to look like a to to, that looks 12
0: literally zapka is like four years uh younger than him and yet zapka looks like he's so much older i think in terms of physicality um macho it really works because like when you see like in the in the early in the final scenes in the dojo like how can this like scrawny kid like despite all his training still take on all these guys you know it really sets up the stakes well in, well in that aspect
1: yeah it sets up the stakes well and i think they they did the right thing of not act, like this is really like the full emotional like like where he really has to dramatically act i feel like mm. and it like they only make him do it once miyagi has a lot more of the emotional thing um he's incredible
0: in this pat Morita, he was great um so how he got the role was like kind of insane for him well, not really but basically like he had to do a couple auditions at first, where people um, th- they didn't really like like how he did it, and he had to come back in. And his he you know he was born in America. He's a native Ameri- uh you know, na- native to America. America. Yes, native yes. native to America. He's yeah, an American yeah. citizen. <laughs> so he he did you know he had to play up the accent a little bit more, like which is based off his uncle, and uh, they didn't really want him in this movie at first because he was known for like stand up comedy and like happy days. and all those stuff so i was just like okay we don't want a comedic actor we need a dramatic guy they wanted to cast um toshirya uh mufon from seven samurai and all those type movies Mm -hmm. apparently he was playing the role too seriously and the guy's english wasn't the best so he would have had to do the lines phonetically so after a while miyagi eventually um or murata got the role because you know he showed up in one of his final auditions in the beard and like played up the accent a little bit more but he's great i mean His one scene where he's like drunk as hell, just talking about his wife and kids. I mean, that was what got him the Oscar nom right there.
1: Well, speaking of, I have it. It's cute. We're going for it.
0: There's a. Huh?
2: Look, look. Hey, hey. (laughs) Fast American born Miyagi, waiting to be born. Hey, hey, drink, drink. Uh. (laughs) Sergeant Miyagi. Yes, sir. Sergeant Miyagi report to kill many J. Germans, sir. (laughs) Hey, Sergeant Miyagi. Yes, sir. Regret to inform, wife, sir complication, but uh, complication, but no doctor can't. And free, almost free, no doctor can no doctor can
1: So I feel like being able to convey that, that much emotion towards mm-hmm. the most traumatic moment of his life, while drunk or at least acting drunk is just it's an incredible performance it really is and he plays the kind of starts off mysterious almost like a bit of a, a dip to daniel then he comes in when he's cutting the bonsai trees and daniel comes in mm-hmm. and starts doing it with him he starts warming up to him as the story progresses and you know when daniel was doing this all i hate this place he heard it from the back he heard that he's having trouble there and like it it's a nice little setup for when he gets attacked right outside the apartment complex and Miyagi comes out Mm -hmm. because he knows this kid's having problems at school. Like he, he, you know, when he comes in to fix the sink, he sees him with a little karate manual trying to.
0: Yeah. Uh, Overall. I mean, it's a great performance and just a very iconic character right there. Um, Apparently the studio wanted to cut out that scene we just played, uh, which would have been the emotional crux of the movie right there and you really needed that right there so i'm glad that they kept it in because it really just humanized miyagi uh, make him pass like you know the stereotypical archetype of like you know the sensei or whatever you know
1: has anybody seen the 2010 karate kid and ha- did they cut that scene out <laughs> done have you seen it or now
2: <laughs> yes it they had it i didn't care for it and uh they had a similar scene where they describe why he fixes this car every year you know, and uh, the relationship to Jackie Chan's family when they did it. I I thought this was all about like, you know, he's the surrogate father. He's the surrogate son. This is when Miyagi is sharing his family with him. Maybe it's the only way he could do it was to get drunk or it was just coincidence that it was the anniversary and he was going to get drunk anyway. Who knows? But like, He's warm to him. He's obviously sauced, but he's like, come here, drink, drink. Like, look, yeah. like he he's showing the photo album.
1: He get, like, he does that every year. I get I got that sense. That, that's 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 how he copes with it yearly. He's,
2: and it's like this hermit who probably hasn't had a relationship with anyone in a long time. Mm-hmm. Like you guys formed a bond and he's letting you in. Yeah. this is you know the best of them and the worst of them at the same time
0: it's it's something we see in the 80s a lot i mean like you know in some ways it kind of reminds me of like doc brown to a little to an extent but yeah. doc brown the, the difference with doc brown is that he's more just like a very like weirdo eccentric whereas this guy just he just emotionally isolated himself after this happened you gotta imagine
1: well the the smart thing back to the future did was they did not explain how marty and doc met because there was <laughs> absolutely no reason to do that where this movie it, it hinges on that relationship working. Mm. Uh, if if this relationship falls, the movie does not work whatsoever. Yeah. It's the heart of the movie, it's the soul of the movie. And the him as the surrogate father is a uh, great point. I totally. do love the I do love the Danielson birthday scene. Yeah. And he's and then he goes, Oh crap, it's my I said <laughs> we we're gonna do these things with my mom. And he throws him the key to his car to, to like a car. He's like, gift to you, car. And then he just drives off to to meet uh allie elizabeth shoe at at the uh at the arcade <laughs> instead of going to yeah. see his mom he's like well i got a car now yeah I, I i i can impress oh, this chick forget my mom
2: i never noticed that i <laughs> noticed that till
1: I, I, pick, that. I picked it yeah i'm like you've seen this what 300 times oh, and then and, and then <laughs> and, and then i noticed this one thing that you're just like i uh what <laughs> i heard it, the
2: uh i heard the like daniel son find balance like take a shot, go get the girl, like, get back on the horse. <laughs> like, it's time. No, like, Exa- you're exactly getting yeah. there. So I was always like, yay, your son, go get Elizabeth's shoe. Like, that's awesome. And I never once thought, like, oh, ditching my mom. <laughs> Until Tim was like, you didn't think about that. <laughs> they,
0: they, they probably like, there's like a hard cut to his mom, just like in the apartment with like one light on, just like crying. I would have loved that scene. Oh my god, it would have been incredible.
1: His, his mom
0: just his mom just sitting there, just like, is he coming home? Like it's almost eleven o'clock. Like when's curfew? Come on.
2: <laughs> but she was so cheerful the whole movie. She would just yeah. still be cheerful. It's like I came out to California to get a job in computers, and now I'm working in a restaurant. And this is better. (laughs) Yeah, she'd probably be
0: supportive. It's like, hey, Elizabeth, she was hot. I get it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, she buries Judy. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) What did you guys think of Allie and Daniel's relationship? Because I, outside of, at the beginning, Daniel trying to defend her in front of her ex-boyfriend, Johnny, I I didn't think, like, like, she was very much more pursuitful of him than he was of her. For the opening, and I felt like that. I, it felt like they, and obviously, they just don't give her enough time. Like I, maybe I would have liked a scene of her twenty seconds, just like walking with her friends, just explaining what she likes about him. Small, minor nitpick, but it's just, it's just like one of those things where you're just like, a lot of the movie does hinge on that relationship, and you just get the sense that he, she thinks he's cute, and he defended her from
0: there's parts of the movie where she gets forgettable kind of like I mean like she you kind of like forget that she's there um you know during the all scene, the
1: tra- during all the training stuff she's like basically not in the movie
0: there, there's a point where like uh she's on the sequel and I kind of kind of understand why um where it's just like you don't really need her because she's kind of you know the whole thing of like her being mad at him at the arcade I was like wait why is she mad at him like I I totally just went over my head right there I understand why he was mad at her but
1: <laughs> yeah I, I don't get it it's like oh well you missed the punch it's like well this kid had sauce down his entire pants was humiliated in front of all these wealthy people and scrambled out like any normal human reaction would be. And then she was just wouldn't talk to him because, and all her friends like, you're such a jerk. It's like,
0: well, what, 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 why is he a jerk? Cause he saw a kiss and then ran away. <laughs> I don't know. Although I did like the
1: awkwardness on their date, right. Where, where they go on the first date and the mom picks them up in that, uh, <laughs> in like the station wagon, he has oh. to go out and push the, push the car. Uh, Uh, Out to get the clutch working. She's like, "Allie, do you know how to pull pull a clutch?"
2: Yeah, dude. Like, I give Machio so much credit in that scene for like the whole point of like where he's like, "It'll be over soon," but like the grin and Barrett when he gets out, kind of slams the door, and the mom's going, "It happens all the time. Don't worry." So the wealthy push it out of the million dollar area after you already broke their fence because you kicked it (laughs) and now your car doesn't work
0: (laughs) it's the epitome of awkward i mean the mom is such a great just like 80s mom of just like so endearing but just so awkward but (laughs) she loves you (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) so wax on
1: wax off one thing i want to say about this movie is a lot of these moments are pop culture osmosis like i would say a good chunk of like the really iconic lines from this movie have seeded into like so many Mm. different forms of media that i can't even think of a specific one i just know they're in a it's in a lot
0: well i want to point out one um where i was this is my second watch of the movie but i was shocked i could have sworn that the end of this movie was him like jumping up in the air after like winning to on the best around, uh, because of South Park, <laughs> the episode of South Park, like the, the fucking best scene of South Park. Um, so it, there's that right there, where like that was like what I always thought. Um, that song in particular on the best around, um, was apparently written for Rocky 3 originally, and Stallone denied it and decided to go with i of the Tiger instead. Uh, so instead, we got like you know, in many ways, this is kind of just like a Rocky blow line right here, you know, because the director of this movie he also directed Rocky, which Honestly, until today, I thought that Stallone directed the first Rocky movie.
1: <laughs> Stallone didn't have that clout.
0: Nope. Yeah, no, not then. <laughs> but, you know, uh, so it's the same uh, director as Rocky. Uh, Bill Conti, who did the score of uh, Rocky, also did the score for this movie. So it's really just a familiar bloodline. To the point that, like, Stallone apparently would joke for years to a screenwriter, like, you just ripped off Rocky. Like, come on, dude.
1: <laughs> a little bit, but it's a di- completely different contextual setting. Um, and I just it's- like this is more comedic well and like the stakes are almost a little bit lower because daniel is like yeah. he's a teen he's a teenager he's a kid, it, it, he's a kid. It, yeah. like it, it's not make or break for his life where rocky tommy you've never seen rocky right
0: that is a future pod uh, so rocky yeah. yeah like rocky's freaking only- thumbs for a bookie different setting <laughs> yeah the only rocky movie i've seen is rocky balboa i saw in theaters oh. for some <laughs> exactly uh, so now i
1: <laughs> now i understand why you have not seen
0: rocky we're we yeah, friends <laughs> e- exactly <laughs> i feel like dying, i feel like half our friendship is just you being like hey you haven't seen this movie from the 80s let's go watch it right now <laughs> yeah like That's from so, the 70s, but... point, point point in case of timmy watching this and you show me this for the first time <laughs>
1: yeah
0: it's, it's been, a good one.
1: this is one of those ones i guess it's just weird being like a night like a 90s kid versus an 80s kid this mm-hmm. one just like, it, Karate Kid 3 was 89. So just out of like the the osmosis and like, I yeah. guess just based on my parents' age, like they might've missed this one because it wasn't, or it didn't mm-hmm. stick with them as much to feel like, I got to show you this. Cause it just didn't hit that way. Totally. Yeah. But the wax on, wax off training. I love that he just had him do all the exterior work for his house.
2: Totally.
0: Yeah. it, it <laughs> was the perfect. best
1: <laughs> it was perfect he's like
2: am I getting scammed like he's already a protective kid he's like I'm getting scammed
0: <laughs> like, like what the fuck's going on here come on yeah. you teach me actual karate <laughs> <sand your> <laughs>
2: <like it. laughs>
0: I would have loved to see like the version of the movie where it actually is just Mr. Miyagi's just a grifter. Oh, and-,
2: <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I just got you into a fight with a kid who's gonna kill you. Good luck. Thanks <laughs> yeah. for painting my
0: house.
1: That sounds Come like out. an that sounds like an SNL bit from the time where they yeah, spoof yeah. Hey, off
0: but- of Karate Kid and they're just and it's just oh, uh Miyagi Miyagi flies back to Japan, so like Cobra Kai can't go after him. He's like, Fuck it, you're on your own, kid. <laughs>
1: daniel also, daniel loses in the first round oh <laughs> immediately <badly.
2: laughs>
1: just his leg like breaks immediately know. you know you just you sit, i already oh, can see the snl setup here you horrible. do the scene of them of them you know like he's like come on i'm just doing all this work for you and he go and then he's like wax on and he try, tries to do the wax on and he just like starts hitting him in the gut wax off <laughs> boom wax.
0: All the moves don't work whatsoever, and, and he
1: just and he just <laughs> realizes, oh, this kid does not have the coordination to do to, to do this. He does yeah. not have the coordination. he's, a, be he's like, like to- half a second late every time. It would be like <laughs> if Tommy tried to do karate. Oh.
0: oh, thank God! I did do karate actually back in the day when in like second grade, and I you quit. Did karate I found I like
2: Daniel did at the Y, or you know when Miyagi's like learn yeah. from book yeah question mark exactly
0: but no, i remember I, I did i did karate in like first grade or second grade i remember i quit because uh my friend joined i was like i don't want to do what he's doing and and to be yeah. honest i probably just wanted to play fucking nintendo more than karate yeah. <laughs> explain so eyes. much Explains <laughs> so
1: much about you
0: yeah exactly and your you're parents are
1: like, right. I don't got to spend money on karate. I aren't and you're
0: like, <laughs> fuck, yeah, uh, we're good for that. Tommy
2: represents Tommy, the bully character in Karate Kid, the one who just jumps on with the good like talk at the end, like put him in a body bag, Johnny, like that's you.
1: Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, I'm just a trash mouth. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> So this the, let's talk about like the themes because oh. Dallin, you were talking about those before oh. I, I'd like you to like kind of expand on it a little bit. Um, I feel like you have yeah. a really good sense of like the how this movie's themes intertwine with each other oh
2: I think this is you know especially the wax off wax on wax off theme. This is where trust is reaffirmed you know they they before they started karate Miyagi's like first we make sacred pact. I promise to teach and do my part and you promise to learn. No questions asked. All right. And then he's, he's like, start cleaning my car, you know? And he thinks he's been scammed. He's afraid the, his, his enemy's going to kick his butt in front of everyone. And then he realizes like, Oh, I don't know everything. And he's been teaching me the whole time. You know, and like, maybe I got a shot here. And he's so overcome, he can't even do anything. It's just, it's like a dad, like teaching someone a lesson. Like, let me show you how it's done. Trust me,
0: you know? In, in a lot of ways, Miyagi, I mean, I think we probably already said this, but Miyagi is his, is, uh, you know, father surrogate. Because yeah. we never we never see uh, Ralph Macchio's father. I mean, he's not even mentioned. I mean, he's either, just not in the picture. It doesn't matter, you know, Ever. Miyagi's really just a stand-in for him right there because his mom's not going to be able to help him beat these bullies.
2: (laughs) Yeah, totally.
0: And this is all the work you did as a kid with your dad, holding the flashlight,
2: doing all the side work. It's it's all of it condensed real quick. We don't have a lot of time. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of symbolism there.
1: Movies Mm -hmm. paced really well. Yeah. I will give you that. Any other themes that you notice cuz I know um, you said there's a couple.
2: Well, it's balance and the other balance. It's this movie there is there is good and evil. No one lives in between. It's like Johnny is the ultimate bully. He's everything you'd hate in the 80s. The beautiful guy who's rich, who's got everything, who's good at karate, and he's got the attitude. The bullies are all evil like Dutch they got pushing him in the locker and picking on him. Bad Miyagi, the ultimate wisdom, like the font of goodness and good advice, like he trust him, he's going to help you. And like good versus evil, even the music. You got like super synth rock that's killing it and like hard 80s rock. And then you go to this beautiful f- flute music on the beach. Like it's just it's balance, you know?
1: What about the theory that Daniel's actually the bully?
2: Oh, that's the best part because it all depends on perspective. And that's the best part about the series, honestly. Cobra Kai looks at that question. What was Johnny thinking?
1: Yeah, I because it, it is interesting because it's like Daniel's the scrawny kid. Like he just doesn't have a prayer against Johnny without proper training. But the first time he meets him, he like tries to pick a fight with him. Oh yeah! Then every other time mm. it's like them chasing him down, and then he pull, pulls the hose stunt at the at the Halloween dance, and and obviously that was just a death sentence. That was totally like, just like those are bu- and, Those are moments of him and bullying. He sucker punched Johnny. Oh, Johnny yeah. Yeah.
2: came over and was like, "You had enough, hero," and he pretended to hold his stomach and took a cheap shot, Un- mm. not defensible. You know, you, so it's wonderful when you get to examine it later. I saw it when I was a kid. I thought, good, bad. You know, yeah. but like you get older, you understand more of it.
1: I, I see it as a more of as, as like a scrappy kid who saw the girl he likes getting treated poorly, wanting to stick up, wanted to make like an impression. Yeah, trying to play hero. on on her. Totally. Start Uh the prank was just to kind of get back for. All the shit he's been through because of that action. Yeah. I don't really see him as the bully, I and mean, I see it like kind of like the full, the two philosophies of the different dojos, where Cobra Kai's is about literally killing people and finishing them, and no surrender, no mercy. Where Miyagi's is, you hit as defense. You don't yeah. you hit last. You do not come out trying to to swing like it, like karate is 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 about balance. It's not about yeah. It's not about fighting. It's not about throwing fists. He's like, when am I going to learn to punch? It's like you, you don't need punch.
0: Yeah, I, I, I do love though how of Cobra Kai, like how intense. Uh, I'm always forgetting his name. Uh, the head of the Cobra Kai what Martin, whatever. John forever? Kreese, John Kreese Martin Cove. Yeah, how intense he is. Just about just like about like this total like teenage like fight where he's just like, oh, like he broke your arm, you got fuck him up now. you got to yeah. take him out. It's like why why do you care so much about these teenagers fighting? <laughs> Miyagi's one thing where it's just like okay, like you know, defense, but in this case, he's just like, Oh, you gotta like just crush all of your fucking opponents, right? There. Money yeah. totally exactly. It's probably like an advertiser for his dojo or some shit. No, it's
2: <laughs> it's all for him, it's
0: his well, prestige. It's
1: it's the American yeah. philosophy of of karate, it's it's mm-hmm. that kind of Americanized version of a different art form from a different culture and making it their own. And and like I, I see that balance because you have a you know what you would traditionally think of karate from Asian cultures, mm. and then you have an American leading the big dojo in California.
2: Yeah, he was a Army Ranger in Korea, and he learned a form of Tang Soo Do in Korea, and that became their style. His is like the hyper, like muscleized, it's
1: very militant. It's very yeah. militant. Yeah, it's, his
0: character's like wrote it's it out. No
2: emotion. <laughs> it's. It, it's the opposite of Miyagi Do, which is about feeling emotion. Like, like Miyagi mm. says, like he hates fighting, and it's another like learning moment for Daniel San when he's like, "But you like karate?" And He goes, "So you must like fighting." And he's like, "Why do you think that?" He's like, "You train to fight." He's like, "You think so?" And he's mm. like, "Oh, no, you train so you don't have to fight. Like always, fighting's the last answer." And literally the antithesis of Cobra Kai, strike first, strike hard, no mercy.
1: You know, there's a lot of depth to the movie, which is what kind of surprised me, because when something gets so pop cultured osmosis, you only think about those things before you actually see the movie. And when you see the movies, when when you actually see the movie, like it, you were like, don't don't get hung up on the corniness. I didn't think the movie was corny at all. Like it It, it, it it played so well. It, it played the emotional part straight. Like I think of a lot of modern movies when there's an emotional scene, like I think of the Marvel, the Star Wars, or whatever. Undercut with a joke. Undercut with it. Yeah. Like that's like this big thing now it's where we just can't. <laughs> we just can't let some. We just can't let a scene play out. We have to put something in there in case you're not feeling it to to change your emotion. Where it's like let the emotions settle. Let let it sit with the audience.
0: We call that the Tommy emotional play.
1: <laughs> I think that works really well in this case, and uh, yeah, that's that's how I feel about the emotions of yeah. the I want to shout kids. out
0: the screen reader right here, uh, before we get into uh, anything else. Uh, how it came into like you know this whole entire screenplay. Uh, Robert uh, Mark came in, he based this off of his life. He apparently, in the 1964 World Fair, um, got beaten up by a gang of bullies and then he decided to study martial arts to defend himself. And then this movie. The producer um, Jerry Weinberg optioned a news story about some kid uh, who's a young child of a single mother who earned a black belt to defend himself against the neighborhood bullies, and so he combined both the stories that he heard and made that the screenplay right there. And the screenplay just it works; it hits a lot. I mean, they they hit the beats, but in a really emotional payoff. I am a star.
2: I'm a star. I'm a star. I'm a star. I am a big, bright, shining
1: star. All right, Tommy, Dalit. Who is the star of this movie? Who has the best performance? Because I think there's a lot of really great performances. We didn't really touch on William Zabka, but I think he plays Johnny perfectly. It was like great. The, yep. the big bully, you know, like he's he's the, he's the guy.
0: Thank God he was cast. Apparently, uh, Chris McGlover was up for uh, the role and you oh. couldn't see that work at all. It would just be like an awkward little bully thing. Chris McGlover couldn't play intimidating, i feel like. <laughs> That'd be terrible. I never knew that.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It also helps that he looks like a Russian.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's so much bigger than like fucking uh, you know Ralph Macchio. Apparently, like uh, the director asked him like, "How old are you during audition?" He's and he said, "You're a little bigger than our karate kid." And Zapka replied, "Well, Bruce Lee was smaller than Kareem Abdul Jabbar, but he beat him. That's how he got the role, <laughs> just by saying nice. that." That's
2: so. total some, Zapka move. I love yeah, it.
1: <laughs> and obviously, I mean, there's really two performances that carry the whole movie. It's Ralph Macchio. Mm-hmm. It's Pat Morita. And for me, it's obviously Pat Morita. I just, it's, uh, and it's more experience, age and experience obviously Mm. play a part here. But I think Miyagi, like the soulfulness, the insight you get into his character, Mm. I think is really powerful. And I totally understand why he was nominated for an uh, Academy Award for this.
0: I think it's him too. I mean, like when you think of like the pop culture osmosis of this, Miyagi is probably the thing that lingers the most from this movie. And there's a reason why. I mean, he's an iconic performance right here um, and just a great mentor role. And, you know, it's a typical thing you see throughout movies, but he really elevated it past just, you know, typical genre roots. So
2: without a doubt, I agree with both of you guys. It's Miyagi from the second he shows up on screen. You see the bandana. He's holding the chopsticks. You cannot look away. Every time he steps on the screen, it, it's incredible from the fight scenes to the just quiet, like silhouette of him doing a crane kick on the beach. Every piece of his moments in this film is a masterpiece. Like, I really believe it's one of the best performances of all time. I don't know who won uh, best supporting that year, but I, th- I-, I thought that was unbelievable. Unbelievable
1: hang s no hang s Nagore for the killing fields yes very the, the obviously very memorable movie that i'm sure we have all heard of before <laughs> i've never seen that,
0: it yeah yeah and Dan, you're the 80s kids uh, yeah. out of all of us so i mean that says something
1: well i'm sure i'm sure the 80s kid didn't watch some drama made for adults <laughs> well sure. yeah to be fair <laughs> it was probably, probably It was probably Oscar Bate at the
0: time. (laughs) Yeah, Cry Kill was much more your speed back then. (laughs) Exactly. Ah, are you ready, comedy partner? Waka,
1: waka. Tommy, Dally, would this work as a Muppet adaptation? That's a lot of movement for puppets, boys. It's a lot of movement for puppets.
0: I, I feel like no, because it's not carto- too cartoony, but I would love to see just like, you know, the final dojo, like tournament scene, just of Muppets and Muppets doing kung fu, like wire work. And like you still see the wires, obviously, because they're puppets.
1: <laughs> K- Kermit doing the crane kick. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> well, wouldn't would Daniel almost have to be Piggy because she does the hi, like, that's, oh, like yeah, yeah, her, yeah. that's like her trademark. So do you no, like flip it on a would yeah, do Johnny. you flip but you flip it on the you flip oh yeah it she would be head. Johnny She'd be oh Johnny. yeah,
0: she would be Johnny yeah that'd she, be an she's the
2: one hitting people with karate and I'm then Kermit leg. is
0: Daniel because she's bullying Kermit all the time definitely <laughs> there we go you got it right there <laughs> Miyagi says the same Miyagi's the one human I feel like you know yeah, that's you, what keep you keep Miyagi you
1: probably have Sam the Eagle as crease. yeah, yeah.
0: S- sweep the leg <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what i'm i think i'm talking myself into a muppet. like you were like no you guys are like hard no i'm like i think it would work I, no
2: i i couldn't do it there's too better, much
1: better than karate kid 2010 oh definitely
2: i would i would give money to yeah. choose the muppet one over karate kid 2010 <laughs> and for so, the and the next karate kid for that matter <laughs> i was gonna say Dylan,
0: what, what's your what's your cheer list does it go like Karate kid oh, two what, like okay. one two three okay <laughs>
2: One's yeah. in a separate tier by itself One is okay. S tier Yeah. Okay. I really liked two It's mm-hmm. not as good of a movie But I really liked it mm-hmm. Three, I also went And saw in the theater When it, it came out in like 88, 89 I was there <laughs> I loved it <laughs> Upon rewatch Not that great a movie Not gonna lie After watching Cobra Kai It made me like Karate Kid 3 a lot more mm. It filled in a lot of open Gaps So where would Cobra Kai be on the oh, Cobra Kai I mean you know movies Miniseries Cobra Kai is one Of my favorite shows I've ever Watched I'm not <laughs> lying That's yeah. a hard sell I know yeah. <laughs> But they're tight they're like 25 minutes a piece mm. They absolutely 100% play To the fans they give you exactly what you want and what people have been thinking about a lot of people have said the reason that show came about was the internet meme is daniel the bully
1: well actually the creator of the, the showrunner john horowitz he's a big mets fan i've interacted with him on on mets twitter before so he's yeah. a he's he's a he's a good guy like i know i've seen i think you've showed me one episode of of it before I'd even seen Karate Kid so it was all uh, oh, like sorry. Probably, <laughs> we're, we're, we're over your head over we're my watching head. this but I've seen the clips of, of various points in time where he just shoves Mets things like into oh, the yeah. backgrounds like there's a scene with somebody talking and there's just like a Keith Hernandez bobblehead in the background I'm like alright
2: yeah, alright <laughs> I like that well, I Machio's it. a Massapequa well, boy out yeah, from Long Island he's a Met fan
1: is he? I, I think so I'm pretty sure I can see it So review time, I'm going to kick it over to Dowling at first. If you aren't already aware of what his review (laughs) out of five is going to be. He's going to tell you now. He's going to, he's going to tell you now.
2: Can I give it a six? No, it's a five, man. (laughs) It's, I would say it's in my top 10 favorite movies of all time. You know, it, it hits all it hits all the buttons for me. It had sick action scenes that I used to kick my brother in the face for years. It <laughs> hit the emotionality part, like the soundtrack was amazing. Like it stands out. It like there was nothing else like it. It I it's a five all day for me.
0: Tommy, all right. So uh, I'm not gonna you know go that high with it. Uh, cause I probably didn't grow up with it, but you know, I think this is a really fun movie. Um, and really just like great emotional performances from Pat Morita and, um, Ralph Macchio right here. And the action, like you said, is really fun. I'm going to go with four out of five. There's some parts in the movie like with Elizabeth Shue, I think is kind of just a little bit like, I don't know. You push that to the side and, can, and doesn't really think stick that long, but four out of five, like this movie, it's a fun movie. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm actually going to echo Tommy's sentiments here of a four to five obviously did not grow up with the movie as I just watched it for the first time very recently. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it holds up. It holds up really well. A lot of sometimes you go back to these 80s movies and it's like, oh, oh boy, not, not this one. This this one holds up. It's filled with a lot of heart and emotion and a lot of valuable life lessons in a coming of age story in an era where a lot of like teenager movies sans john Hughes, didn't always afford that They're, you know kind of the start of the boner comedy uh started around this time period yeah uh pat miyagi is uh or pat Morita. sorry marita. marita marita okay took my glasses off Third
0: time's so the it's term. a it's a little it's a little blurry all right
1: <laughs> screen's a little blurry here pat marita is is fantastic in this easily the highlight raffa machio also yeah. delivers an excellent performance four to five wonderful movie couldn't recommend it enough here here so tommy any final words
0: uh so thank you guys for listening you can uh follow us on social media at Pod. that's on twitter instagram and tiktok for the gen z kids and uh leave us a five-star review apple spotify wherever you get your podcast next week we're going to be covering um the ezra miller episode where we cover uh the perks of being a flower flower <laughs>
1: so we're we're going to dive deep into that
0: Dowling, <laughs> thank you so much for hopping
1: on the episode uh, uh we needed our sensei yeah, <laughs> to, to fill us I in. I didn't talk too much, fellas. I get no, excited you, when it's no, right you're in. good. No, we, we we warned him before being like I, I I I hit the mute button on the thing when he was yeah. talking before, and I was just like, "It's there." That's when he was like, okay, "I was okay." to okay. okay. give you the whole
0: Tao of Miyagi. <laughs> <laughs> just a, just a thirty minute uninterrupted uh, monologue. About...
2: <laughs> it all started back in China.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, thank you all so much for listening today. We'll see you next week.